Welcome to episode 11 of Asbury Pod with your hosts Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. Today's special guest, Barbara Krizak, Asbury Park Planning Board Chair, IT Pioneer, and President of the Survivor Fan Club. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the Deputy Mayor of the City of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Welcome to Asbury Pod. It's December 7th, and my name's Amy Quinn. I'm Joe Walsh. And we are here with Barbara Kryzak. Did I say it right? Kryzak. Kryzak. It's okay. Um, and mind you, I've known you many, many yeah, years. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Sorry ha- about that. I mean, how I, is but that I sound like I call her. She doesn't have like a lesbian last name like Zook or Quinn, right? It's nobody. Right. Nobody. Growing no, up, called you by your last name. No, no, no. no. Um, so yeah. that's why I have not. It's not like Br- Connie Breach, right? You can be like Breach. What's up? What's up? Okay. Um, Barbara, <laughs> unfortunately, his last name does not allow us allow us to do that. But we are here to get you as up to speed as we possibly can on the planning board all and things all things planning, planning board, um, which is I would argue if not the most powerful board in Asbury Park, the second most powerful board in Asbury Park. And Barbara's the chair. What's the most powerful board? Yeah. I would say council. So in theory. Not the public art committee? Well, the public art committee thinks they're the most powerful board. So factor that in however you will. Um, So I would say maybe council because, you know, the whole job of the council is to pass policy. And the buck. Right. But the planning board, so, and of course, we have not been able to have John Moore on yet, who, right. who, who um, will tell you back in the day that the board that was the most corrupt in Asbury Park in the 80s and 90s was the planning board, because you paid off the members to get oh. your applications passed to build whatever you did. Huh. And when we have John on, we will have him um, discuss that. But yeah, he said that the, I mean, first of all, the council was also very corrupt and, and multiple, multiple members of the council in the eighties and nineties went to jail. Um, but apparently he says the planning board was even more corrupt. Could we have like a recap of the numbers of former Asbury officials who were, who went to jail? I should do, we could, we, we would have to spend some time doing it. Yeah. I'd be interested in that. So, Barbara, this is a super light podcast, mm-hmm. unless you have super serious people on, and then it's not a super light podcast. <laughs> um, but w- the whole goal of this is is to try to get people, and often millennials, although we, we from what we can tell, have like no millennial listeners, but the whole idea was to try to get um, millennials up to speed on city government and hopefully get them more engaged in the process mm-hmm. of city government. So when they are online screaming about how... Um, the city council is idiotic. They understand that 
there's differences in committees and departments and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to start with what we start with everyone, which is um, what brought you to Asbury Park? Because the joke is always bankruptcy or breakup. <laughs> well, actually, the, the reason that uh, we came into Asbury Park was that we'd been visiting a lot to go to a lot of the events that were happening and uh, for many years, like Gay Pride and various events that were happening. And what we did was that we said, you know what? It was time for us to make a move and said, you know what? Is this... There seemed to be so much promise and so much so so much diversity and so much to look forward to here that it seemed that it was going to develop to something amazing. And we said, you know what? It, uh, it was a time in our lives that we could do it. And we just said, you know what? Let's just move there. And where did you move from? We moved from, uh, we lived in Bergen County. Okay. I grew up in Bergen County. Up um, very, I mean, in Elmwood Park. Uh, that's where I, that's why I spent most of my life is in Ber Elmwood Park. And um, then I ended up, you know, living in like Saddlebrook. Uh, we lived in Franklin Lakes. And then we said, you know what? We have to, we just needed to get, go somewhere else. And our, our lives just changed and said, all right, let's go. It's like, where do you want to go? And it's like, Asbury Park's the place. Because we also had some friends that lived here and said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. What and year was that? What that was 2009. So we've been we've 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 owned here for two for ten years. Oh wow! At this point, uh, lived here permanently for six and a half. So it was great. It's been you know, and, and we never looked back. When you because you you live over in Wesley Grove, but yes. where did you where were you when you first came? When we first no that's that was our first oh, buy. That was, your first that place. was our first okay. buy. Yeah, our first buy in two thousand nine was at Wesley Wesley Grove. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. And what, your foray into government, because I feel like you were a little bit into government prior well, to getting Well, the here. thing is, is that, that government's always been part of our lives, because my uh, my wife was part of the Bergen County government. So I understood government. And what government. was she part of? She was part of, uh, she worked in the uh, Department of um, Operations for, oh my God. That's okay. We'll delete all of this yeah, as yeah, if it yeah. never happened. <gasps> Yeah, no, she, she was an operations <laughs> officer in the Bergen County government. An operations an officer. An operations okay, officer cool. in the Bergen County government. And Good so, save. So Good government, save, So it, it's always been part of us. So I understood, you know, that we serve at the pleasure of the boards. We serve at the pleasure of the mayor, the council, whatever. So it's kind of like it was always part of our lives. Um, and then I had an opportunity as we were transitioning to Asbury Park. I have to, I have to chastise you on your hands, Barbara. You're, I'm you're, sorry. Good at, you're, you're like worse than Manzella right, on moving I'm your hands. Here. Okay. I'm going down. So for our four <laughs> listeners, um, every time it's Barbara's, a, she talks with her hands. <laughs> okay. But we have a, a table that picks up every noise. And so we have Once to. Once I it picked up noise when I was scratching my head. Ah. Yeah. We had to keep Very our hands on our head. Yeah. Very but sensitive. Joe and Ed do a great job with sound. <laughs> it gets. That, that's what it's called. Um, yeah. And we didn't introduce Ed, Ed, our, Ed Ford, our Ed, unpaid intern, who has you know donated uh, these microphones that we use and and countless hours. Mm -hmm. Yes, on this podcast. Almost, almost two. Yeah, nearly <laughs> two. One day we'll give him a, his own mic and maybe a couple dollars if we ever make a couple dollars. Six. Six dollars, Ed. Six dollars coming, coming your way, Ed. For each vote. Hold on, hold on. For each vote you did not get to beat John Moore. Right. <laughs> um, oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, uh, now you threw me off because it's like 2013. 2013. <laughs> that year is still irritating to me on a lot of levels. So, okay. All right. Tell us everything we need to know about the planning board um members mission applications w w what do 
the six people who listen to this podcast need to know about our planning board. Yeah, what does it do? And well, I, for the record, I've you know I've had to go in front of the zoning board, which was yes, you did so torturous, and it was a three-hour hearing it, on my fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that cost me more than my fence. <laughs> Just FYI, yeah. Well, the, the planning board really has, has a, a number of things that it's responsible for. And one of the, the, I mean, the largest thing that we're really responsible for is the master plan for um, Asbury Park. And for people who don't know what the master plan the is. The master plan is really a guide on how the city. We're going to quiz you on that master plan, Barbara. I hope not, please. Joe's, Joe's I have, ready. I have all 117 <laughs> pages right here. Page do you, do you, do you 103 the, says what, Barbara? Do you have the amendments also? <laughs> I do. 5.4.2.7. <laughs> Uh, so uh, basically, what um, I've, I was lucky enough when I first started on the on the planning board to be in charge of create of uh, revitalizing the master plan, not revitalizing. It's kind of like because every ten years you have to do it again. Right. So I was uh, I was lucky enough to be able to be on that and 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 deal with that. And so it's kind of like knowing where's the city going to go in all all various areas throughout the city. So it's kind of like it, it, they're they're really the boundaries that we have to stick to. And you um, design the city. That's why I yes, call it the most Essentially, the you most design what the board. city is going to look like for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was so important. Uh, How long have you been on the board? I've been on the board for three years. Two and years you, as chair. I was going to say, you were one of our few female chairs. Correct. Hampton is for our commission. We don't have a lot of women chairs, so no. kudos to you for that. Thank Barbara. you. Thank you. Um, so the biggest thing that we do, like I said, is the master plan, and then the rest of our time is spent on implementing uh, and adhering to the master plan. And that's where the applications come to us of all developers that want to do various things that don't want to adhere to the master plan. So if they want a variance. And it's not just developers, right? It's homeowners It's developers, as well. it's homeowners. If they want to split certain Fence lot blocks and builders. lots. No, I'm no. zoning. Oh, sorry. Zoning. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> if you want to touch your fence, you have to go to the zoning board and put aside about 10K. Got it. Maybe you want to just leave your fence. Yeah, just if you take nothing away from this podcast, don't ever touch your fence. I can assure you, I regretted it immensely. Um, And you know, I came from apartments, so I didn't realize. I didn't. I didn't understand homeownership. Uh, Yeah, I I paid a very, very, very expensive uh, price on understanding homeownership. Right, so so we uh, we basically keep within the guardrails that the master plan has and all the ordinances that have been created for that relate to the master plan. So if a developer wants to do something that they may not uh, be allowed to do, we listen to their site plans, we listen to the application, and make decisions based on the facts that they present to us by professionals like engineers, planners, landscape architects, um, and we decide whether or not we want to uh, approve the uh, approve the changes that they want to make or not. And if the, we don't, what would we like them to do? So we have a lot of leeway there. I mean, we, can, we have to stay within the guardrails, but we do have some leeway to keep things, um, to keep things, to keep the standardization that we need, but yet keep enough diversity in, in the look and the feel of things. So, so that's why the people that we have on this board are so incredibly amazing. The talent that we have on that board and the people that are dedicated to this, the countless hours that they spend and the knowledge that they have is is the best that, that I've seen. And we have a couple of um, and, uh, 
like landscape architects outer we have a we have a lot of we really do we have people. we have a, a dp someone from the dup we have uh, obviously the transportation we have people that have the the historical knowledge uh of the town and they all speak up and they're incredibly devoted and i I'm, i feel very lucky very and how lucky. many members we have nine and then nine alternates? and we do we, two alternates we're we have uh two open spaces Oh, so anyone so anyone might be interested, interested in yes. the planning board. Yes, I will say so. When and t the two biggest boards I would say are planning and zoning. That we or you or mm -hmm. and now we have Chris, who's the head of who's the head of the zoning board, meet with people because I don't think they remotely remotely have an idea on the amount of time that you have to put in for those two boards. I mean, those meetings are usually longer than our city council meetings. Right? They're they're usually we've been running three hours every meeting, so it's it seven to ten. We have a hard stop at ten. Uh, because, you know, because. <laughs> of course. Yeah, listen, because. I'm usually home by, you know, 8.30 or 9 for right. the council meetings. Right. Uh, unless, you know, something, you know, something's happened that's brought a lot of people out. But if it's just a general council meeting, I'm, I'm home by, by sometime between 8 and 9. What is the difference between the planning board and the steering committee? The steering committee. Uh, I didn't even know we had a steering know. committee. Well, well, if you're talking about, the, we do have a steering committee that created the master plan. Okay. That worked on the master plan. So with that, we, we include the planner from the city, um, Michelle Alonzo, and uh, you know council people and uh, people from the planning board. So there, they created this the master plan. They worked. That's the steering committee that that worked on the master plan. And just to read the applications. I mean, John Moore mm -hmm. is complaining. You know, I mean, John Moore is on the planning board, and when he's describing to me the hours he has to put into reading these applications, and he's like a guy who reads every page. Right. Um. You know, he wants to he wants to shoot himself. Well, it it is. It's 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 incredibly detailed. But we're fortunate enough to be able to have professionals that give us reports that we need to look at to say, okay, here are the points to keep an eye on. And we, and we kind of go with that in addition to listening to what's presented to us. And what made you interested in getting on the planning board? Well, I'm not sure if that's really was my goal. But Didn't, it was were really we just cool. like Barbara. I said, Barbara, get the how hell would on you the like, goddamn planning like board. It's a shit show over there. <laughs> well, I started out as uh, I was. I started out as the the president of the uh, condo association. That was my first step into the situation. I said, you know, and I said, okay, well, what else can I do? And I got on the on your favorite the parking committee. So and you were level. So here's what I'll say to people who apply for boards: we need level headed, and Barbara is super level headed. So when you're on parking and people are screaming mm -hmm. at you, I. You know, people internalize a parking ticket in, in such a bizarre way that I'm somehow out for them or Michael Manzella is out right. for them or the parking committee is out, out to get them. Like we like we even know who you are, right? I don't even know who you are. So why would I be out to get you with parking tickets? But um, you know why. <laughs> right. So I can I can remember very early on with Barbara, she was like super, super, super level headed and you were great at diffusing. And quite frankly, the planning board prior was a shit show. Well, it, it's, I'll tell you that I've learned a lot from being on the planning board and actually it was a good, it was a good, the parking committee was a good start. Yeah. Oh, parking because, committee. Because, you know, people are upset. Well, mm -hmm. in the planning board, there's, you know, there's a lot of public interaction. So it's, it's, uh, I have to say that I've learned a lot being on the planning board, which is very, a lot of neat stuff that I never would have thought that I would have ever done in my lifetime. Nice. What, what had you done before? Um, what was it in your private sector? Well, my, my private like, sector, I started, I, uh, my whole life was really in, uh, in corporate IT mm -hmm. and corporate operations. So I was, a plan I was essentially, I ran all, um, I ran projects 
for mm. you know that you know lar- high level or actually large level IT projects for a corporation, and that was my life. So it's like planning. That's what you do. You plan, you do, and you make things happen. And so that's kind of like it, I kind of like fell into it here, uh, and I, I I thought it was the planning. I never thought of planning in this way. And uh, it, it's worked out really well, I think, that because uh, you need process. You need to follow. A f- and that's what, that's what planning really is. It's, it's the law. There isn't, there's a little leeway, but it's the law. So you have your guardrails that are up and say, okay, I can do this and I can't do this. And I think that that's a little frustrating to the public because that's one thing that I wanted to, to, to mention is that, that I find that the public is frustrated with what they're allowed to say what they're not allowed to say and what they're allowed to ask and what we're allowed to ask. And that's what's hard about the planning And describe board. that like for, for like, so when you, you can only comment on the application. I can, I, what happens is that, is that when a professional, when a professional, let's say the engineer shows their plan, we're allowed to ask about only what he said. We're not allowed to, to ask about what, you know, oh, by the way, what did the plan, you know, what about this plan? What about this tree? You know, it's like, no, you have to stick to what the engineer testified to. And the public has to stick to what the engineer testified to. But they, you know, people are fluid. And the way that they like to speak is they're fluid. They don't, they're not used to saying, oh, but you have to ask a question, not a comment. You know, it's like it's strict that way. Right. And so we try to, we try the best we can to keep it within keep the reins on it as best we can but i find that i I worry that people are frustrated about coming to the meetings and being able to speak what but i don't think they realize that we can't ask some questions and it's not really and the questions don't matter and in in a sense right and when you come to a council meeting there's public portion for three minutes that you can talk about how the sky is blue or you know what color toenail polish you're going to paint your nails it doesn't matter you it's free reign but when we do ordinances we have the same issue when you pass an ordinance you your public portion part of the ordinance that we're passing insert Mm -hmm. the ordinance you have to you have to focus back on your questions and issues with this specific ordinance and it's always a training process for people to explain like the public portion was where you could talk about that this isn't this isn't the public portion right and we we also have at the very end of the application the very end we have a three minute comment you can talk about is the sky blue or is it not blue you can argue about it for three minutes right and that's we have the same situation so that's when people can really speak freely about anything a question from one of our four listeners cat wants to know why does it take so long to get the minutes well what happens is that that the minutes have to be once the once the meeting happens the minutes have to be obviously created and then they have to get passed so the whole the board has to look at it then they have to pass it usually in the we usually do it by the next meeting which is usually two weeks away sometimes three but if there are some serious comments that are made uh that have to change the minutes then it might be until the following uh meeting so it's like it's usually within two it's usually within two to three weeks we publish the minutes and are there so the current application you have right now is a total shit show right it's the beach club for those for the four people in providence or two people in providence yeah two providence two you want to just describe what the beach club is i don't i i I can't uh hostile takeover of public lands by private interests (laughs) 
Joe. Joe. <laughs> so there's an application currently in front of the planning board, which I'm sure you can't comment too much I cannot, on. I, okay. I, I was going to say. <laughs> I really can't. That is, um, iStar is building, as many people know, or is requesting to build a beach club um, v- very close to the beach. Um, now, I will say in their defense, and uh, anyone who knows me knows I do not defend iStar easily, this uh, 2002 Asbury Park waterfront plan allowed or called for uh, both public and private beach clubs. So um, they're really in front of you for design standards, mm-hmm. less for permission, because mm-hmm. quite frankly, they had the permission to do it via uh, the council from 2002. And to be honest, I said that because I don't know anything about it. Except the the hubbub, and what yeah. is the hubbub, Joe? What I had said. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Barbara cannot comment on that application. I'm going to assume. Um, I will say it looks like it's torturous. The time. So, uh, for our our couple of listeners, a- APTV, which are an amazing, amazing group of people, who who do our council meetings, our zoning board meetings, and our planning board meetings. So, I have actually watched a couple of planning board meetings and. Related to this application and, and others, mm-hmm. if, if I had if I had gotten a complaint or something, I would I would go back and watch the meeting. Um, and it's just it seems torturous. And it's from what I can tell um, in my experience, it's a lot of people not talking to what the issue is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially Joe, people like Joe standing up and talking about what they don't know or no. corporate interest and public land. So that's a little bit what I see. But if anybody wants to check out any of those planning board meetings. So moving past the beach club, because um, we don't want to get Barbara into any trouble. Uh, I'd like your second follow-up question. Funniest experience with that application. Sure. Given a, no, no, can do. Yeah, 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 no. She's not well, no, I, that, that. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. um, Do you have favorite applications? Um, yes, I definitely have favorite applications. Um, the my my favorite applications are when when I see that there's when they're something quick in your incredible. Home by 730? No, that that there's like mm. an incredible change that's going to happen to a piece of land that has either been vacant or or it's just you just never thought anything would happen there. And then we see the plans, and it's like this is amazing. What's going to happen, and that you actually see it happen in the end. That's that's I think that's really. Part of the beauty of this is that that we or I, the planning board gets to see what happens in the end, and it's like, and people ask me all the time. It's like, so what's going to happen in here? I said, you can't. It's going to be amazing. You just have to wait, but it's going to be amazing. I have the plans that we saw them. I can't wait for it to happen. So those are my favorite. That are there are such incredible transformations. And to, to be the on the planning board, you don't need to have any sort of background in planning. Well, I mean, we have a lot of people who does <laughs> yeah. do. Yes, but you don't. It's not. It's not like a require. I mean, the requirement, I believe, is that you're an Esbury Park resident. You're over eighteen. That's right. That's that's right. And you yeah. have an interest, and you're willing to put in the time. Yeah. Well, I, that's a nice lead because I was going to ask about this. You, I'm looking at the master plan re-examination report right now, and there's a dizzying array of ordinances that are in play at all time. Mm-hmm. So there's one section, 3.8.4, land use ordinance amendments. It goes on for pages. Yes. So who keeps track? Like, So someone wrote this out, but during the course of a meeting, someone must have those at their fingertips. Is there a lawyer like there all the time saying, no, no, there's like six things against this? Like, who keeps track of this? Right. What, what happens is that once an application, that, that's why the applications take so long, mm. is that because what happens is the applications are given to the planning uh, office. 
Michelle Alonzo's area. So the, all the all the various paperwork has to be filled out. Once we get we have Michelle on the show. once all that happens th- and everything is complete, what happens is that we go to it goes to our professionals. We have engineers. We have an engineering firm and we have a planning firm that look at the application. They're the ones that make sure that everything is adheres to the master plan because you'll hear that one of the things that's always mentioned at every meeting at the end of it I always ask does this adhere to the the master plan and they say yes and if they don't then it's like well here's where it doesn't and they alert us and then we decide should we give them the leeway or not the public art commission wants you to make everybody do murals just FYI Barbara. I I'm very aware Okay. I'm very aware. And, and actually, any place that we feel that a mural would be appropriate, we say you need to get the approval of the, the Arts Commission. Absolutely. We're on the same page. Okay. I will let Jen and the rest of my team at the Public Art Commission know. Um, oh, the, Joe's question. Is there ever a planning issue that everyone agrees on? No. <laughs> there you go, Joe. No, because you have, the, you have the public, you have the developers, and you have the planning board. No, we, we there's there's always there's always discussion. There's always it wouldn't be there if there was if everybody agreed it wouldn't be there. How about the opposite? Is there is there an issue where everyone is unanimously against but must happen? In other words, we all hate this, but it's going Well, it, you, you see, know. remember that that the planning board is governed by law. If the law says you can, you can. We can't say no because we would be sued. The city would be sued and they would win. I mean, the, the, the opposing side would win because you have to adhere to the law. And this has been a discussion with the, the, the Private Beach Club many, many times where we've had, I think we had two legal opinions on it. I think we had uh, Scotland and um, Marziti, who's our, um, our redevelopment attorneys. And Marziti is a total, you know, that firm is, is amazing and, and, and quite the activist in the um, uh, public land world. Um, and they both were like, it's... You can't say no to it um, for for the beach club, or at least they 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 wrote us up a memo and and went through why um, the city would get sued and essentially lose um, on that issue. So anyway, I digress. Um, is there any planning issues I should be losing sleep over? I feel that the like U.S. council person, you as a council person, as a council, or, well, or, or, or as a resident of Third yeah. Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there, there are there are things that I worry about, and I think that the the council probably. I mean, you you guys have a lot more to worry about than I do for sure, but just so that the the things that I worry about is that the development that we have going on is it is it, it even though it's legal, is it the right development? Is this the pace that we should be going forward to? Are the are we still going to be attracting the people we want to attract into the city? And who are we attracting? Do you want the mix of the city to change? Do you want you know what do you what are we looking for as a city? And just because we're allowed to do the development, is it the right kind of development? And you know you have you, that that's where you have the developers. You have, and then you have the citizens of the of the of the city, and you have the the boards and the and the government. It's kind of like who's watching? at all and saying is this the right pace and for people who don't know so the waterfront call is governed by this this document but this document calls for essentially i'm going to be wrong on this number but i'm going to be very in the ballpark 3200 um condos in the Mm -hmm. waterfront so um and you know i have 
there are times when I beat up the previous council and there are times when I don't. And the, and the reason I don't beat them up on this, because when this passed, this passed in 2002 and I was here, um, were you here in 2002, Joe? No, shortly after. Yeah, it was no. And shortly after. So they took the deal that was on the table, you know, now so many years later, was it, was it a great deal? I don't know, but they took the deal that was on the table. People weren't beating down the doors in 2002 to come to Asbury Mm -hmm. Park. That's for sure. So, um, so no, I think your question, Barbara, is the council's question. And I think it not only keeps the residents, Amy Quinn on third Ave up, but it keeps, um, Amy Quinn, John Maury, Vaughn and mm-hmm. Eileen and, and Jesse up in terms of, um, who, who are we attracting? Are we keeping the pioneers here? Are we passing progressive enough policies that we can keep, um, them here. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we, we obviously voluntarily are passing affordable housing. We've um, been fast trying to fast track that um, to get the 20% set aside. So I think we all are, 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 I think mm-hmm. to your point, Joe, we're all, or Barbara, we're all sitting around thinking, how do we stop? Um, how do we keep who we want to keep and how, how do we, and, and, um, how, and how do we get more people here and continue? Cause you do have to get right. more people to come and live here. How do you make it uh, attractive for them to come? I think we talked a little bit about that with when Dan was here. Like when you talk about who do you want to keep, I mean, how do you, how does a government do that? And you decide who gets to live here. So I think within passing know. policies, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I would love to interview anyone who was moving to Asbury <laughs> park and say, yes or no, you, you're good. You're mm-hmm. not, you're good. You're not. But mm-hmm. the only mechanism I have to do that, so to speak mm-hmm. is via policies, right? Mm-hmm. I have to pass policies that allow, um, people who want to come here and who have something to give, whether they're, um, art, you know, whatever artist or, or, or whatever that, um, I have to, we have to pass policies that make it so that they can come here. Um, which I think we, we constantly try to do. So I am also losing sleep over that issue, Barbara. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, Everyone's sleep is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked about you being one of the few women chairs on the board. Do you experience any kind of sexism? I, I, I don't feel that I do, but I've, I've, I'm used to, I mean, from, from the very beginning when I went to college, uh, I was usually the only woman in class cause I was getting a computer science major and that was very unusual at that time. Uh, that was when the majors just started. Uh, and so was it on punch cards? It was it was it was on tape. Oh, it was on a paper tape. So if you stepped on that tape, it was it was bad. So um, yeah, so I've I've experienced it through my whole life pretty much being the one or two uh, only women that were doing whatever I was doing at the time. So even at work, I was the I was the only you know I was on the only f- uh, woman vice president in my area, and it was like okay. It's like uh, this is this is nothing new to me. It's my whole life. And we ask this question to to everybody, and I don't I don't know how you would give out if we gave you like ten million dollars. How would you use that? But as a planning board, what I mean, how could you do it? You would just get a lot of professionals. In no, room. no, actually, oh, actually, there I thought we go. of it. I okay. thought I thought of what Here would be because I thought that that was. Uh, is John Moore listening? Yeah, he may be. The thing is, is that 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 ten million dollars would have to. My first, my first purchase would be a crystal ball okay. to figure out how to deal with the things that we just mentioned about right. how to have the city remain attractive to all uh, and to actually to fund the master plan. 
And that's where we struggle sometimes is to be able to put aside the money that we need in order to uh, pass the ordinances to implement the master plan. How much does the master plan cost? The master plan, the meaning that the work that has to be done, let's just start with the lakes. How many millions of dollars do we need in order to dredge the lakes? Right. So that's, that's just one thing that we would need to do. So it's not only implementing the master plan, I mean, getting the money to do all the studies that are necessary. It's also actually implementing it. So like, say, if you do a study on the lakes, you'll, you'll know, and we have do, done some studies where dredging is required. We have to dredge the lakes or else they're just going to grow... They're, they're just going to grow over. I like the master plan also calls for the creation of uh, islands in uh, yes in Deal Lake, which I thought yes. was interesting. So who it was, yeah. it was in Deal Lake, and we also yeah. did Sunset, and they were um, we're we're really very fortunate because we're working with Monmouth, Monmouth University on all the lakes actually mm-hmm. to uh, figure out uh, we're doing testing that we do uh, we have volunteers that test every two weeks um, the quality of the lakes. And we give that information over to Monmouth University, and they're helping us trying to figure out, all right, what do we have to do? Outside of obviously dredging, there are other things that we could do to those to help those lakes. So that's where, you know, that would be my beginning is to say, okay, what, what you know, what's, what, do we, what do we want the city to look like uh, through the crystal ball in the future and say, all right, we have to fund that to figure out how to do that. Is, is there a problem explaining to the public why we would do this. In other words, if you, you're looking at the master plan, the dredging of the lake and the building of islands are part of uh, stormwater. Uh, um, exactly. A, a, it's all about stormwater. Yes. Uh, uh, and, and disaster preparedness yes. and, um, and resiliency. Whereas you, someone just listening is like, be like, why the fuck would we pay to build an island in Deal Lake? Well, there's, there's a method to that. Like, isn't there like a, there's, so is there a disconnect between the larger plan and the soundbite that the taxpayers get that cause strife um it it, it very well could because what uh, people have to people may not realize is that that all the water that comes through the storm drains all the way from route 35 come into like wesley lake they come into deal lake they come into sunset and from route 35 from route 35 and certain certain i I know for wesley lake for sure um Mm. but all the lakes have all this stormwater that comes in so it's like, what are we doing with all that stormwater? Because remember that once the stormwater comes in and all the, the trash that doesn't get caught, guess what? It ends up in our ocean. And if our ocean is polluted, who's going to come to our oceans? They're not going to come here. So we have to maintain, uh, maintain the, the water levels and the quality so that people will still be interested in coming here. We can't let our lakes just, you know, just let's just see what happens. You know, we can't do that. And that's, I mean, it's a big deal. And that's why we're so grateful to have Eileen Chapman working with all three lakes to help us figure out what's the best thing for us to do. I think people have gotten used to the clean water we have here at Asbury, more or less. If you remember in the, when I was in high school in the 80s, the, the beaches in Jersey being closed all the time mm-hmm. for garbage being washed up, you know, with hypodermic needles. And so, it, which turned out to be, if, if, correct me, someone can write in and correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember, it was trash barges from Boston not being dumped far enough off the ocean that was washing up on New Jersey beaches and causing millions of dollars of tourism damage because on any given day, you know, the headline of the New York City News is like, hypodermic needles found in Belmar. You know, um, you know, and this is in the middle of the AIDS crisis too, so people had like flipped out, right? right? And it was just medical waste washing up from Boston, you know, because of a change in where the barges were dropping their trash, you know, off the ocean. So the importance of that is, 
you know, hidden as assumed because we now we experience clean water more or less mm-hmm. a good number of the um, most of the time. But someone has to think about that, right? Well, you have to. All you have to do is like walk on some of these lakes and look at the the catch basins and see how much garbage is in there. You could see it every day. Are you as excited for the L word coming back as I am? I am. Oh my god, I am so. I am so freaking excited. Like, excited. What is it, yesterday. It, oh, wait, su- it starts Sunday. Oh. It starts Sunday. Oh, I oh, have I have a countdown it's going. Ready. Favorite L word character. Oh. Oh, I so first oh of all, I rewatched God. the entire series. Did you? I rewatched the entire series. I'm sorry, I got bored with your water conversation, no, and so, I had to move. No, that's on. the funniest. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm on. I'm going to watch it. You you have not watched the L word. I, I it was on Showtime, right? Yeah, I've never had. Well, Showtime. it hasn't been on for like ten years. I've well, never had. But, but it was no. a trailblazing show. I think I saw one um, episode when it was free, but. Uh, no, yeah. no, I, I've watched the, I re, I, no joke, I rewatched the entire I, I, series. I think you have to catch up. Uh, yeah, I, I rewatched really the do. entire season, series. And, you know, again, the last season got a lot of, the last season wasn't great, but, you know, what no, are you but you do? know, but you like the characters, you enjoy what, I mean, it was, it's a, it was, I, I just can't get past Flashdance with, with Jennifer. So like, oh, really? You know, I, I feel so like she's like, such a power lesbian. I know. Um, and she, I, so we, so Kamala Harris, who, who um, has dropped out of the presidential race, which I'm heartbroken about, um, um, she, I, she reminded me of Bette Porter. Oh, totally. She was like, go. so Bette Porter in the presidential race. I'm very excited about seeing it. Yes. Very I am super excited, excited about yes. seeing it. Yes. Um, okay. Favorite movie. Oh, I don't watch too many movies. Favorite I show. I really don't. Oh. That favorite movie question has tripped everyone up. Everybody. Apparently nobody I, do watches you know, movies. Do you know what my favorite movie is? What? I do it every time. Bound. That was a uh, life changing movie. You've seen Bound, no. right? You've not seen no. a, a lesbian movie. Well, bound. I'm going to have to oh check my it God. out with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. I'm going to have to check it out then. Oh my God, Barbara, <laughs> I might have to take your card no, back no, that I you know, haven't seen know, that. Jesus, it's like you know. So it's like 1990. So, so I'm not that lesbian. Right? It's, it must be 1997. <laughs> um, and I'm at Pace University in downtown, and I'm. And I've told this story several times, or at least once on this podcast. Yes. And I, I literally went to go see that movie like every day, a couple times a day, and I, I ended up dropping out of college because Get you know out. it was the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I dropped out of college for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Add not, that to the many it's l- not, reasons. It's not Gina Gershon's okay. fault. <laughs> it might be Gina Gershon's fault because Jesus, um, if I could have stalked her, I would have. Um, <laughs> anyway, I um, yeah, yeah. It, I never pause on 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 my favorite movie, and mm. I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I would say Elward was my favorite series, but I would say that it was a completely and utterly groundbreaking series. Yes. Even when when it was on, I was obviously out. Right. But it you never saw lesbians. No. You never saw lesbians like having coffee with each other. You didn't see lesbians in long term relationships. You mm-hmm. didn't see lesbians who look like the lesbians in the L word, right? right? Um so just groundbreaking on on so so many levels. No, absolutely. But but uh, I'm 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 gonna be very much of a disappointment with the, the with the favorite T V shows and things like that because I love Survivor. So you loved what? Survivor. Really? Yes. No, what about Survivor? Survivor? It's just, it's just we like, are cutting this out. No way. I don't oh, come it. on. <laughs> oh man. Fine. What about Survivor? Do you I, like? I love watching I I love I love watching how the how this society that gets created keeps changing in time. Every every episode there's like something different that has to happen and you make alliances with people and you work together to get to where you need to be. So it's a matter of, it's a socialization thing. 
I watched the first series where the gay guy won. What yes. was his name? I forget Richard his name. Hatch. Yes. Yeah, he ended up in jail. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Tax well, evasion. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, uh, over the money yes. that he won? Oh, well, that's... Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, okay. Are you also excited? So I'm also really excited about Alanis Morissette touring. Are you yes, excited about that? Yes. Me too. Yes. I'm super that's excited about fun. that. Liz um, Fair is opening. And Garbage. Oh, garbage. And um, yeah, I'm going to get tickets for that. And I'm going to Indigo Girls because... And, and you're going to see um, Melissa Etheridge over here too, I'm going right? to see Melissa Paramount, Etheridge, right? of course. Are Big. you kidding? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was also a game changer for me. She was. I when did you come out? Uh, when I was a really long time ago, at least when I was 25. And what year? That's a lot of math. That's a lot of math. 87? So that was, had to be unpleasant then. Because I was going to say I came oh. out in the 90s and it was wildly unpleasant. No. No, it was it was unpleasant. That's why you didn't. Right, you didn't come you didn't. out. You didn't come out. Um, so again, Melissa Etheridge to me, she was she's early. She's good. I'm going to say like 91, 92. With Yes, I Am was yeah. a again. You were like so in 91, 92. I'm in my maybe my freshman year of high school, um, and you're like, oh my god, me too, Melissa. Me too. Right, right. But don't tell anyone because I'm in Catholic school. Um, <laughs> Me too. You, you went to Catholic school, grammar school? Well, I went to Catholic high school. Ah, I did and too. I did okay. both grammar school and high school. And, were you, and I came us. out in high school. Oh, well, I came you? out as bisexual. So did you play that? I feel like we've had this conversation. You played the game of coming out as bisexual, right? No, no. Oh, you came out I as did. gay. I, I did, but not, not until I was out of college and working. Okay. So I never came out in high school, no. Oh, in high school, I came out as bisexual, which was such a joke because <laughs> I wasn't, I was clearly not bisexual, but we, I talked about this with Connie, I think. You did that to test the waters, right? Mm -hmm. So you were like, I'm bisexual. And then you looked around the room to see who the fuck freaked out. And then you're like, note to self, don't, don't tell them you're gay. Note to self, don't tell that person you're gay. Um, so I came out in high school and that was unpleasant. Yes. Even coming out as bisexual, which was really me saying I'm gay. Um, it was wildly unpleasant. But anyway, you yeah. get what are you going to do? That's right. right. Hopefully you live, it's you live and learn. Yeah. Hopefully it's better for um, for whoever comes out these days. I just listened to a podcast. I'm listening to this podcast, Queerity, and I might be saying the name of it. And this uh, comedian, Fortune Femeister, I forget. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm doing a disservice to all of this, right? She talks <laughs> about coming out in riot, I think, I think it, Charlottesville. Anyway, she talks about she talks about coming out more recently than me, and it's still just being a horrific experience. It coming out is the one thing that every single gay person has a story on. They they do, but I think. But I'm just hoping that these days that it's so much easier. I hope so. I hope so for everything that was done so many years prior that it's so much easier for for people now. Agreed. Okay, so we got Survivor. You don't have a favorite movie? I don't. Okay. I don't. Are you reading anything good? On uh, I, I love reading magazines. Okay, what I, magazines? But, but, but I, I read I read uh, finance magazines. Oh Jesus! Because I like I like money. Are I like you trying budgets. to bore our four listeners? I know to death? that's the problem. It's like you know what I am who I am. It's really sad. <laughs> the, the nuances of the Roth IRA are yes. very under you know under 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 discussed. And how much can you take out and when? All right, the the clock <laughs> is ticking. People on that coming up at the end of the year. <laughs> Back to questions on lesbians. <laughs> Shit that interests Amy. <laughs> I know I'm not I'm not I'm not the right right lesbian so for this. Who curses more, Amy or John Moore? It depends on who I'm with at the time. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm with John Moore. 
You think he more. curses more than me? Oh, I know. You, you I'm, are with with him him I'm with him. I'm with him because he's on the on, committees. Are you still on parking? I'm on. I'm still on parking, oh, and I'm still. And I'm planning. So I'm. I'm with him more than yeah, I am yeah, with yeah. you. Does it bother you, Amy, when say, people say that more curses more? Do you feel like you need? I to think he would say I do mm-hmm. unequivocally. I think more would say that I curse more than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you? Do you? Probably. Okay. Yeah, probably. I've actually been asked by a council member to try not to curse. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse asked me. Jesse, who's like a fo- you know a former football player, he's like, if you could, if you could just not curse quite as much as you do, is that during meetings or is that is that during council meetings or is that yeah? I don't. I try not meetings. to curse during like the public council meeting. I do really do make an effort to do that. You know what? It's like self-expression for me. And I had a kid very late, so it's not like mm-hmm. I ever had to curb cursing. And I um. I don't know. I just, it's like, it's so, it's natural to me. And it requires me to think about what I'm saying before I'm saying it, if, I, if I'm going to not curse. But I probably curse a lot. And I did try for Jesse for like a couple hours. And it just, it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Jesse. That Sorry. Good, that's a good faith it, effort. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, moving on. Green infrastructure, Barbara. Tell um, us all about I, it. I love I love the fact that we have some folks on the planning board that that are very that are very knowledgeable about it, because coming late to the game for you know as, a, as part of a planning board, it's great that we have some people that have come in since I started that know about it. And it's like, okay, well, I, I'm just always amazed when they say things like, well, are you using this kind of wood, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? What is that? And she, and, you know, she says, well, this is the kind of wood you should be using for, for you know, green structures and whatnot. And it's like, okay, that's great. And so that's, that's part of the learning that we have. But we try to emphasize that in, in every application. We try to emphasize anything having to do with, you know, transportation, uh, anything having to do even now with cigarette butts and stuff like that 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 are we find everywhere. So we're trying to do any kind of green infrastructure that we can. We try to push that as much as possible, kind of pushing it over what people have to do, and we're asking them to do a little more. Do you have a favorite lesbian character? <laughs> the topics that interest me. Did you see personal best? <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us about Bound the, again. The, Muriel Hemingway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to topics that yeah. that interest me. Do you have a favorite how, lesbian how, character? How about, how about from Good Times? <laughs> going, going back to a Joe, <laughs> the very beginning oh. of time. Um, <laughs> Was that Facts of Life? Facts of Life. Yeah, yes, yeah, Joe. yeah. There Joe. you go. Oh. <laughs> like, she was my favorite way way back when. <laughs> she was good. She, <laughs> she was, was good. good. And some that aren't lesbians are my mm. favorite too. But anyway, it's okay. <laughs> that, okay. Follow, that, that, that green, green infrastructure. infrastructure. Yeah, the green infrastructure. I was fascinated um, at, or interested that the, in the master plan, there was a, um, a plan to increase canopy cover of trees from 25 to 35% of the city, which I thought, you know, that is an interesting detail that someone thought about. And important, having lived in places that were tree covered, it is mm-hmm. so much, it's so significantly more hot you know, in the summertime when there were no trees. So a simple thing like that, yep. at least someone thought about it, you know. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Amy's, Amy doesn't give a shit. So, yeah. It was a, it was a Joe from Facts of Life. You didn't watch Facts of Life? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't yeah. know Joe was gay? I'm sure she, oh, was. she wasn't <laughs> caught, but she wasn't well, she gay. Wasn't, she she, she wasn't allowed to be gay on the show, but yeah, she's yeah, totally over. gay. She, she was, yeah. 
She couldn't have been more gay. I know. No, there's, well, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking back, I think oh. she ended up gay. In, uh, Nancy McCann was gay in real life, I isn't mean, she? I, I don't know. I don't think oh, I so. Feel, I, I feel like well, somebody's got to Google that. Yeah, yeah. Well, after this, we will. Or yeah. maybe our four listeners could do that for us. Yeah. So send us a note. And if she's out there, if anyone knows Nancy, <laughs> we'd love to have her on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should. Have, are there celebrities who visit Asbury? We can get on the show. Oh my God! Imagine I, you think I get Melissa Hugh Etheridge. Hugh Jackman when he moves in. Is Hugh Jackman is he moving buying, down here? I hear that's a rumor. Is he really that's buying? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, that he was buying in the Ocean Club, but the whole I, thing? Do, I do not believe that's even confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> First couple of floors. <laughs> but hey, he's he's going to be appearing in the Music Man, so maybe. Hey, you know. Hey, didn't we do that in high school? Wasn't that, wasn't that the high school play? I, I did not do that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was on the stage crew in high school for oh, the Music Man. Wow. Um, okay, we got to wrap up. Uh, we have till 10.30, because we started at 10, uh, 9.45, so... I have 10.26 here. So then we're good to go. Uh, okay. Three um, more... We have three more minutes to talk about topics that I care about, which are less go for it. So, Barbara, if you, if you know, for, for, for the people of Azray Park, what would you like them... To, what would be the takeaway for the planning board? To be kind when they come, but also due diligence and show up prepared? Well, well, the thing... What, what I, I'd like to mention to people when they come to the planning board, and, and actually that they should... Once they get, once they get the, I know, I know, I know, Amy. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm just but, trying to bring it back. Right, bring I'm, it back. <laughs> but is it? But it's like it when you when, when people come, they have they have they don't realize how how much of an impact they do have on us. Yeah. When they make a comment, we listen. Right. And if it's possible, we do it. It's all your joke because for whatever reason, I can't bring it back. All right. So, uh, well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Amy needs some oxygen, and I think we have reached the end of our uh, episode. We would like to thank um, Barbara. Uh, uh, let me pronounce this right, Krizak. That's right. right. That's what I learned at the beginning. Well done, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for uh, coming, and um, again, uh, we are still Christmas time. So going back to last week's episode with Connie, donate to the. Uh, uh, the toy drive wish mm-hmm. list, if you can. And this Sunday, I mean, this is going to air after this, but this Sunday is the very Asbury Holiday Show, which uh, Councilwoman Eileen Chapman is part of, and mm-hmm. also taking donations for uh, the toy drive. Yeah, I hope to have this edited and up soon so that we can get this up before Christmas. It takes a, that's the, for those who are asking why it takes so long, it takes like three hours for me to put this together in a single line, and I don't always have that, so. Understandable. Um, so that, that's it. anything else, Amy? I don't think so. Any, oh, we're good uh, to go. One, is there a, one an L word sentence. showing party? Busy, uh, busy, uh, I don't, so party? somebody was like, should we have a party for it? And I was like, I don't know. I, first of all, it's on late. Not late for me. It's like 9 or 10. And I just feel like I want to be in my jammies on my couch right, watching it. and enjoying it. The, and, and yeah, just yeah, taking yeah. it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> don't bother us at 9 <laughs> no, on Sunday. Sunday night. Because we're going to be watching If it. you text me at 9 on Sunday night, <laughs> I swear to God. I wish you had never um, said You didn't that. say who your favorite L word character was. Uh, I like I like the uh, star uh, Jennifer Jennifer Beals Jennifer yeah of course Beals, who yeah. doesn't love I Jennifer love Beals she's great she's and doesn't age I mean no my she God. doesn't she Jesus doesn't age at all Christ she's like almost she's, she's like mid fifties she's power all the time she's oh, great totally right how is she straight yeah I don't know <laughs> is she I, I don't, yeah she is okay. sadly oh. sadly she's straight um, is there a okay. petition. Um, so thank you, Barbara. If you had to give people one thing to take away from this about the planning board, what, what is it? Come volunteer. Okay. Hey, there's two vacancies currently. There are two vacancies currently. Nice. And what are the qualifications for that? Just showing up and oh, living in town. Is what you, you have said? to live in town and be 18 and willing to put in the time. 
Okay. It's a lot of time too. People just, F- I mean, we totally want you to apply, but recognize it's mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of time. So it's civic duty. Civic duty. Just saying the word duty makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. Thanks everyone. Right, thank thank you. you. Asray Pod gratefully acknowledges the support of words. Asray Park's only independent bookstore offering new and gently used books for all readers. Words also hosts a range of literary and social events for adults and children. Located on 623 Cookman Avenue, Words is open every day save Tuesday from noon to 5. Stop by and say hello.